May God's word only be spoken and God's word only be heard. Amen. Good morning. I want to tell you a story. Years and years ago, um, before I knew or was married to Sam, I had bought a house in Crestwood. And at that house, uh, there was a need for a little bit of renovation in the kitchen. It was a house from 1925. It was a lovely bungalow. So my sisters, Virginia and Wales, had come into town and were helping with this low-budget renovation, which was really comprised of turning the refrigerator to face a different way, but left this six or seven foot tall cabinet extraneous and we needed to remove it. And rather than take it easily out the front door, we decided to lug this enormous piece of furniture out the back onto the back porch and toss it over the edge of the porch which was about 12 to 13 feet off of the ground where the parking area was, the driveway. So my sisters and I, um, all in our 20s, lug this huge cabinet out. We balance it on the railing of the back porch. And then as we faced gravity coming into play and reality, the cabinet tilted and fell. And in that short time, my sister Virginia had to just walk away, close her eyes, and couldn't even watch. My sister Wales watched, giggling with glee as it fell and crashed, and I cringed, I screamed, and I covered my mouth um, in fear of what is going to happen next. And of course it crashed and broke to pieces, and then there was the cleanup. What comes up for me in that story is that each of us had a different reaction in the midst of gravity and reality. So I wonder what experiences and stories cause you to walk away? What stories cause you to giggle with glee? What stories cause you to cover your mouth, stifle a scream? Or maybe you have stories in your life today or in the past that have elicited more negative, aggressive, or confrontational responses like what we hear in Acts today with the stoning of St. Stephen, the namesake of our parish. And so in this short piece from Acts that we read, I, I came away from it wondering, what really must have gone on there? Recently we watched um, To Kill a Mockingbird and Scout, the little girl, says at the lunch table um, with her dad and brother and friend Walter, um, what in the Sam Hill are you doing? As, as Walter's pouring molasses on his lunch. I, I want to say that to, to the people in Jerusalem. What in the Sam Hill are you doing? Like, just reading this, this short piece of scripture doesn't give us enough understanding of the responses that, that we hear and see. In fact, the verse just before uh, where we begin today talks about how the crowd is grinding their teeth at Stephen. Like grinding your teeth, like 
rocks rolling around and breaking against one another. Um, another term we hear in the Bible is gnashing of teeth. We hear that in the Psalms and in Luke's gospel as well, gnashing of teeth. So what was going on? What was the story? The story was this. Stephen was um, the first deacon in the church and was performing acts of wonder and healing and signs and had gained a, a higher profile because of that. And, and like Jesus, he began speaking the truth to people. And so some Judeans were criticizing Stephen and reported him to the temple and said, look, he's talking nonsense. He is threatening the temple and Jesus is going to come and overturn all the laws of Moses. And so the chief priest turns to Stephen and says, is this true? And rather than giving a yes or no answer, Stephen, being filled with the Holy Spirit, begins to speak the story of God's people. He tells the story from Abraham to Joseph to Moses. He talks about God's work and God's promise of fulfilling that covenant, that covenant of deliverance from exile, but also told of the people's continued lack of faith, their continued disobedience. And Stephen retells the story holding up to his audience that they aren't that different from those Israelites. They too continue to disobey God's law. Not much has changed. And while the temple is a holy place, Stephen says, look, God's power is so great. He doesn't, God doesn't need a place built by human hands. To reside, God's bigger than that. Stephen also calls them stiff-necked. Remember in, in uh, Exodus, we've heard of, of Moses calling the Israelites stiff-necked people. We're stubborn people. Stephen says, you have received the law ordained by angels, but you haven't kept it. Stephen was speaking truth. As a bitter pill, I mean, not happy news. It's a painful message. And yet, as we hear in our collect for today, he was attempting to right their steps toward a way that would lead them to eternal life. Yet they ground their teeth at Stephen a really hard message to hear, like rocks rolling against one another. We hear other mentions of rocks today, which speaks to our foundation. My family and I live in a house on Bluff Park. Lots of rocks. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to plant things because there are so many rocks upon, underneath our foundation. Um, but that, that essence behind 
Their action, I feel curious about. Their reaction of fear and anger. Their foundation is in peril. Their foundation is in question. And they don't react beautifully. Regardless of the Judeans' reaction in Jerusalem at this time, Stephen's dying prayer after they had stoned him was not unlike the words of Jesus. It is spirit-filled as he asks for the crowd's redemption and salvation, saying, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Perhaps he knew of the words we hear from the 14th chapter of John today. Jesus saying some of his parting words to his friends, telling them of his father's house that has many rooms, much space for grace and love. Because many would offer their lives and their works for the glory of God. And so I wonder, what aspects of our common life cause you to grind your teeth? Or maybe you look up to heaven to see the glory of God as Stephen did before he was stoned. Friends, even in times of unrest, Stephen proclaimed the truth. So as people following Jesus, as people within a church named for St. Stephen, let us ask the Holy Spirit to fill and embolden us this day too. Amen.